You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com. You can find all of my written work. It's Friday, so you know the drill by now. We'll start off with Florida's offensive keys to victory, Florida's defensive keys to victory, and then we'll wrap up with uh, things I'll be looking for, which I know I said last week might be the last week I do it, but I mean, from what I've been told, people want to keep seeing it. So YOLO, let's roll with it. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Please do subscribe to Locked On Gators on YouTube and check out my pin tweet and let Locked On know why Florida has the best fan base because I need those bragging rights. Like we talk a lot of trash in there. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're just going to jump right into it here. Offensive keys to victory. Offensive key number one is to protect Emory Jones. Uh, maybe it's better to just say our offensive line has to hold up because Tennessee's pass rush, I've mentioned it before. I think twice this week I mentioned it. Tennessee's pass rush has found relative success. Granted, they've played uh, weak competition for the most part, but they've got eight sacks at this point. They're barely behind Florida in terms of pass rush production. So our offense, we've seen it play. You know, we know what our offense is. Third and long is not ideal for us. They they say that once you're at third and six, if you can convert those relatively consistently, then you've got your franchise quarterback or your star quarterback here. We don't know if we have our uh, franchise quarterback or our star quarterback, but we do know that third and four or shorter, we are going to be absolutely lethal on all year because of just how good our run game is, how good our short passing game is. We are just lethal from both of those spots, really. And having just that uh, advantage of a defense and not knowing which way we're going to attack them, honestly, even on third and six, we can convert the ball running it. I'm pretty sure we average more than, <laughs> more than six yards per carry as it is this year. So... Sure, third and six, we're still a threat to run the ball, but a lot of our big gains have been big gains. It's not like we're consistently getting those seven yards per carry. So ideally, we need to protect Emory Jones, and our O-line needs to, I mean, not step up because they've played phenomenally this year, but they need to keep it up at this point. Next play at our tempo. Tennessee likes to go up tempo. That's Josh Heupel's just uh, focal point of his offense. We mentioned it on crossover Thursday yesterday. They like to go up tempo and Florida hasn't played an offense yet. That does that, which we'll cover later, but we have a Tennessee offense. So let's go up tempo and sure the Gators can do that. I'm not sure though, if that's what's best for us. Uh, I think, you know, don't try to speed up our tempo to match theirs. We're the better team. We like, that's an unequivocal fact. The Florida Gators are a better football team than a Tennessee Volunteers. Do not try to play at their pace. Play our game. Let's do our thing. And let's win this game. Because we got to get back in the win column now after a very close loss to Alabama. But 
get back in the win column by playing your tempo, letting your offense go at the pace that you want it to go. Because that, like, trying to change your tempo is a bigger thing than people will acknowledge. That playing in a different tempo screws up your whole offense, possibly. So let's play at our tempo. Let's let's keep that going, and let's just try to find success that way. Please, the final key. Please challenge vertically. Um, w- watch the South Florida game. You know that was that was huge for us. We challenged vertically pretty consistently. We can connect on the deep ball when we try. Whether you're looking at Emery to Xavier Henderson, whether you're looking at uh, Anthony Richardson to Jacob Copeland twice against them. But, and granted, we might not have Anthony Richardson in this game. So that's something to keep an eye out on also. But challenge vertically. We have an offense that we can challenge vertically. Tennessee struggled against Pitt specifically when Pitt wanted to throw deep. Pitt has a very good deep passing attack. Like we know this, that this was covered in, I believe, Wednesday's episode where. Yeah, uh, Pitt's deep passing attack is very good, but ours can be better if we worked on it. That, that's I realize that sounds silly to be like, oh, like if we develop them, we're better. But no, like if, if we went for it more consistently, I think that our deep passing attack would be better than Pitt's. So I think that we should try to expose the Tennessee secondary the same way that Pitt did. Because again, Tennessee's played Bowling Green State, which uh, even from an unbiased perspective, they suck. And then they played Tennessee Tech, which from an unbiased perspective, they suck. Pitt has been their only matchup, their only challenge this year, and they lost that game. And a lot of it was due to Pitt's ability to, um, again, consistently attack downfield. So that's something that I want our Gators to do because we've got Jacob Copeland. We've got Xavier Henderson. We've got Emory Jones with a big arm. I don't care if he's uh, struggled making some of the reads. At this point, let him challenge vertically let him get into a rhythm last week i get that the first quarter was horrid but i'll be damned if i'm gonna let anybody say emory jones did not step up and play one hell of a game against a very good alabama defense not even secondary defense last week emory played his heart out emory played a damn good game after that first quarter so let him continue to build his uh his chemistry with our receivers let him continue to build his uh, his confidence in himself and in our receivers. Let Emery cook is my point. Let, at least give him the opportunity. If he fails, then he fails. But if you don't give him the opportunity, then we've all failed as a team. And that's, I realize I said we a lot. Uh, I'm one of those people where I don't care if you're talking about the team that you've rooted for your whole life or even the team that you've been rooting for for however long, you're allowed to say we. Fans are, part of, are a general part of the organization there. And I don't know about you guys, but football season is here. And now I'm constantly reminded of how much better physique these guys are in than I am. Uh, I feel horrible watching some of these dudes. So I've committed to eating Built Bar as my snack instead of other sugar-filled snacks, whether it's during the day I work from home. So whether it's during the work day, whether it's on game day on Saturdays or when watching the NFL games on Sunday, you know. I like to snack while watching. So Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. Like that's how I've gotten around everything. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now it's time to take a look at defensive keys to victory. First, dare Tennessee to throw the ball. This is something that 
I discussed on Wednesday. It's something that I discussed with Eric Kane yesterday. Dare Tennessee to throw the ball. They don't want to. Florida's passing offense, we've been it's it's something we've been complaining about all season so far about not being able to find any consistency. But guess what? Tennessee, they're worse. So dare Tennessee to throw the ball. They don't want to. They don't want this to turn into a shootout. That's why I want it to turn into a shootout. Josh Heupel, sure, you're you're you've got uh a, a history of having a good passing attack. I don't give a damn. Your team is not better than these Gators. Throw the ball. Dare Tennessee to throw the ball. They've had a very good rushing attack so far. Don't give a damn. Step up. Make them throw the ball. And obviously, part of that, like when you make them throw the ball, please, please hold your contain on the edge. Like that's that's something that if we dare them to throw the ball and then they just drop back and run around us that that's not cool <laughs> that's not cool so we need to dare tennessee to throw the ball contain on the edge that's very important here and that leads me right into the next key to victory play disciplined defense i spoke about this with eric kane also you got to play disciplined defense it's not just about committing penalties it's not just about holding your assignment when you're on defense play Discipline defense because we need to hold those assignments, especially on the edge when these quarterbacks try to move. Because we know, we know that both Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker are going to try to get moving. That's that's what they want to do. Because I mean, if we're just gonna be blunt about it, they're not good passers. So can set your contain, put a spy. I don't care what you've got to do. Ventro Miller's out. That sucks. He's a leader of the defense. So not having him does suck, especially when we've got to probably adjust on the fly at some point during this game. Another big thing, Tennessee's offense, this is still play discipline defense, Tennessee's offense averages 25 first downs per game, or 24.7 first downs per game. That That's pretty good. Florida averages about, I believe it's 27.7. So not a huge difference at all. Biggest difference, Florida's offense gets, uh, I, I guess... I guess bailed out would be a, a, a solid term for it. We get 1.7 first downs per game because of defensive penalties. Tennessee, four. Four first downs per game because of defensive penalties while Tennessee is on offense. That's getting bailed out a ton. They only get like eight passing first downs per game. So they've got half of their half of the uh, first downs you know, it, it's hard. Sorry, words are hard. But <laughs> they get eight passing first downs per game, four de- four penalty first downs per game. That's that's not good. Like, they, a huge portion of their first downs are from running the ball. That's fine. But way too much of it is from getting penalties. Do not commit penalties on defense. Do not make it easier for Tennessee to convert because their offense is not impressive at all. They go up-tempo, yes, but they're not impressive. Playing press defense is another thing, or press coverage is another thing, because this is something I've been harping on all year for Florida. Play press. In this game, uh, you know, I, I want to say it's more important than uh, than it has been in others, because one, they want to go up tempo. If you press them, you make these receivers work, you gas them a little bit earlier. Two, like our DBs need to be close to the line of scrimmage to stop the run and contain if you want to play cover two, whatever it is you want to do. But our DBs need to be close to the line of scrimmage to help out in this run game. Three, force their wide receivers to earn everything. 
these Tennessee wide receivers, they ain't good. I'm just going to tell you right now. They ain't good. Just make them earn everything. Also, these Tennessee quarterbacks, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but uh, they ain't good. This is they ain't good. Their wide receivers aren't good. Their quarterbacks aren't good. Their running backs have not shown they can contribute. Uh, in in the passing game, they've shown they've shown that they cannot contribute, or they I don't know if they've shown they can't, but they haven't shown they can. So they've shown that they can't contribute in this passing game consistently. And I mean, if they want to check it down, go ahead, but I ain't gonna get anywhere with it. So take the wide receivers out of the game, pretty much. That that's a big thing because these Tennessee quarterbacks also they can't make tight window throws. Hell though, they can make tight window throws. Make them play good, disciplined football. Like that's a big thing here. Make Tennessee play good football. Offensively, I don't know if they're capable of doing it. I, I genuinely don't. That, that's something where it's like I I get that that uh that that they want to play up tempo football. I get that. I don't know if they play good football though. And like that's that's an important thing here where they want to run the ball. They want to get these first downs because you lost discipline in whatever your assignment was. That, that's how they want to get first downs. They don't want to get first downs by being the better football team. So make everything difficult for them. Come, just stack the box. Make them throw the ball. Play disciplined defense. Don't give them first downs because you lost discipline and you had a pass interference guaranteed. Or granted, last Saturday, Florida's pass interference calls were bull shaka. Um <laughs> Don't don't give up your edge contain. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make them earn it. Don't don't do that. Don't give it to them easy. Uh, play press. Make these receivers earn it because these receivers suck. They don't want it. I'll let you know that right now. I I can watch Tennessee play. They don't want it. Their receivers are not good. They're not hungry. They're not. They're not good, especially compared to Florida secondary. They don't want it. Make them earn it. Simple as that. They they cannot handle our Florida secondary if we play press coverage. If you give them the underneath stuff, they're going to take it and they're going to get first downs from it. That's just that, that's just that's just what we do and we we cannot let them get that because this is a team where they want to go up tempo, they want to get first downs, they want to get into a rhythm. Don't let them get into that rhythm. That is hugely important. This is a game where we're supposed to blow them out. Don't like just, just do that. Blow them out. Don't let them get easy first downs. Don't let them get easy yardage. Don't let them get anything. Just this is a game where our defense could step up and absolutely dominate in every single aspect of the game. Like that, that's where I'm at. We are a significantly better team than Tennessee. Blow them the hell out. Anybody else make money this past weekend? I know I did. Anybody else want to make money this coming weekend? I know I will. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. I got Florida covering for my parlay. Bet money line didn't win that, but wasn't in my parlay, so that's cool. Michigan State over Miami was big for my parlay too. Didn't get the parlay again because Coastal Carolina. Thanks, appreciate you. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost. <clears throat> Anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on, that is L O C K E D, no space, O N.
What are some things to watch for? Uh, easy. That That's very easy. First thing, I've mentioned it in the offensive segment. I mentioned it in the defensive segment. And guess what? I'm mentioning it in this segment. How will Florida handle Tennessee's tempo? That is something that we need to keep an eye on because uh, Eric mentioned it on yesterday's episode of Lockdown Gate. It was like our crossover. Florida hasn't played a team that wants to go as up-tempo as Tennessee does. And we probably won't play a team that wants to go as up-tempo as Tennessee does for the remainder of the year. So, I mean, if you don't know the numbers, Tennessee offense averages 77 plays per game. Uh, Florida's defense is usually on the field for 68 plays per game. And I know that nine doesn't seem like a huge difference, but it really is when you look at the grand scheme of things. Like nine plays is a very big difference to be on the field going full throttle. So that, that's something that we have to see because Florida's just not used to it, especially coming off a game against Bama where Florida's defense played lights the hell out. But that, that, that had to take something out of them. I'm going to assume, luckily, Tennessee's at a, at a rough point in their uh, in their school history where, you know, um, how do I put this like, oh, they, they suck. They, I almost I almost dropped such an F-bomb there. They suck. Uh, that's where we're at. So this offense, they want to go up-tempo. They want to gas us. They want to just take advantage late. That's what they want to do. They want to gas us early and take advantage late when we are exhausted. This defense, I, I need to see how they're going to handle it. And even this offense, I want to see how Florida handles it. Because if Florida's like, you know what? We're going to slow down our tempo a little bit. Uh, we're, we're going to slow down our tempo a little bit, get first downs, and then just chip away and chip away at the clock a bit, let our defense rest up because this is an offense that Tennessee, they're going to go up-tempo, they're going to go fast, they're going to go hard. And maybe the plan is to slow down our tempo a little bit and just let our defense rest because this is not going to be uh, as cupcakey as people think, especially early on in the game. I'll, I'll say that. I think that Florida blows them out. I, I really do. But I think early in the game, it's not going to be as cupcakey as people think. I think where we're really going to run away with it is I think that we want to score early. We want to score on a big play, something but something where we really get Tennessee behind in the scoreboard. And then they have to throw the ball. And if they have to throw the ball, we're going to beat the beep out of them. Like it, It's as simple as that. That's why it's like we need to kind of just just do what we can. I realize it kind of contradicts me saying maybe we slow down the clock, score early, then slow down the clock, then take the life out of this out of this Tennessee team because they're not good enough. Another thing that I'm going to watch for, will we see Anthony Richardson? I know that I gave, uh, I don't want to say I gave him a slack because I didn't give him anything. Uh, I, I gave this coaching staff a little bit of uh, a little bit of flack because I mean, Anthony Richardson's not healthy, but dude's doing backflips before the Alabama game. And I, knew, I realize I mentioned that just about every episode, but deal with it. Um, he was doing backflips before the Alabama game, and he didn't play. And I, I, I get why he didn't play, but I'm saying don't say he's not healthy. Um, I, I feel like if he's, uh, if he's still dealing with that hamstring in even the slightest way, I feel like I would rather see Anthony Richardson sit this week because – Florida, we don't have an easy schedule coming up. Like, that's just, that's that's a fact. Florida does not have a cupcake schedule this year. It's pretty difficult. But we've got Kentucky next week, which is 
pretty they're not a great team but they're not terrible vanderbilt well <laughs> and then lsu the week after that then a bye week and then georgia i think the key here is to try and get anthony richardson healthy for that lsu game i think the goal is to have him be 100 healthy for the lsu game because if you've never had a hamstring injury um they they linger. That's and I mean you don't even need to have a hamstring injury to know that. Every time you see a hamstring injury, it's like why is he gone so long? Like hamstring injuries linger, and if you go too soon, uh, it's gonna linger even longer. So I think with Anthony Richardson, I'd, I'd rather see him sit this game and just and just keep him for another. But I will say like doing doing backflips and cartwheels and all these things, you're like, is he? Is he not good to go, or is he good to go? Um, and I realize that Dan Mullen has been uh, very optimistic so far about Anthony Richardson's status and his recovery. Uh, but we were also told he's going to play the Bama game, and then right before the game, he doesn't play. So that's <laughs> that. That's just where we're at at this point. Dan Mullen is always going to say that he's healthier or less healthy. Like I, I can't wait to see Dan Mullen right before the LSU game go. Oh, Anthony Richardson had a setback. He's not playing. And then he just comes in and cooks. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised with a single damn thing that Dan Mullen does because he's a tricky, tricky. Uh, so I'll say that. But that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me Monday as we'll review tomorrow's game. And don't forget that if you follow me on Twitter, I'll have a post-game reaction up immediately following the game. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can also find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Spartans, hosted by Matt Sheehan, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt's been absolutely killing the game. He's got one of the top Locked On shows, and Michigan State beat Miami last week, so why would we not show them love? It was just It's just the right thing to do. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, Blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you listen to podcasts.